Blog Talk Radio. Introduce one of my co-hosts, 
uh, will not be with us tonight. Um, the father, I, I, I like to call him the father, you know, um, um, you know, K-Star uh, will not be here tonight. Um, but if he was here, I would introduce him to this song. Because that's a song he would want to be introduced to. I'm not really sure why, um, but, you know, that's the song that he would want. But uh, the other two co-hosts are with us. I know they're itching to get on one at a time. The first one is from Bristol, Connecticut, now living down in greater Atlanta. He's called the voice of reason. I call him my younger brother. This man has more football knowledge in your little in his little finger than most of you have in your body. And although he didn't give me a song, I got one for him anyway because I got a good memory. Gentlemen, the man, the myth, the, le- the legend, JB. Welcome back to the Madden Voice. Oh, yay, yay. Good to be back. Matter of fact, great to be back. Let's get it on. Let's do it. Let's do it. And this other guy, I mean, he, he really needs no introduction at all. Really. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about being synonymous with the Madden Voice. You know, many people would say it's Commissioner T, but I got to tell you, I don't know anymore. You know, uh, this guy here has been has been a part of of we we have been a part of football material for almost ten years, um, pretty close to ten years, actually about ten years, from the Madden video game to fantasy football, uh, him commission 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 is that the right word commissioning Madden leagues with me us having countless of conversations on the phone about either the video game or about real football. Diehard Bears fan living out on the West Coast. The man with the PhD. Unfortunately, I didn't get his song. I'm sorry. But I do have one I know he likes to introduce him to. I do have one I know he likes. Yeah. the remake. Uh. Same old shit, just a different day. Out here trying to get it, get it, eat the air. Wait, wait. Mama need a house, house. Baby need some shoes, shoes. Times are getting hard, hard. That's what I'ma do. The man with the PhD, the doctor of philosophy himself. Welcome back to the Madden Voice, Dr. Train. 
Thank you, T. But T, get my soul, man. You need to cut it. Come on. Man, man you know. You asked for the email, man. I replied. I don't know about the yeah. rest of them co-hosts. I yeah, was you on did. it. You was on it. But I did say oh. if you have it, you can send it, too. I say, if you, you know, if you have to cut <laughs> You can send the MP3 to a brother, but I can't have it, man. You know, you. That's right. I figure I just give you ample time, but nevertheless, I'm glad to be back, though. Welcome back. You know, Welcome I've been back. holding this stuff inside of me, man. All well, we about to I let it all out. Been... We about to let it all out. But before we do that, last and definitely not least, me, the man, the commissioner, the overseer. Me, Commissioner T. No chance, that's what you got. Who up against the machine too strong? Pretty politicians by a soul for run for song i just I just i just see i could just see the titan tron on wwe lighting up with the big evil grin of vincent kennedy mcmahon and him walking down to his music with the big big walk that he does and i just say yeah that's me except i'm not there i'm here so i it just it just fits it just fits um anyway so um uh a little bit of housekeeping first of all if you want to call into the show we're here um I want to make sure nothing's changed. Nope, nothing's changed. You know, Blog Talk Radio likes to change things, not tell anybody. Calling number is the same, 347-838-9525. That's 347-838-9525. Uh, Twitter is still there, at The Madden Voice. Facebook, The Madden Voice. Uh, just, you know, backslash The Madden Voice. While you're there, go ahead and like it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell a friend. And, um, you know, we, we respond to all messages, all comments. You know, that's what we're here for. Uh, we will be going continuously right through uh, the NFL season, playoffs, and Super Bowl. We are back, and uh, it's about to be an exciting season. And, and let me real quickly just uh, say that the uh, NFL community uh, lost a, um, you know, a, a guy that we just, um, uh, you know, we all kind of liked. But he really, it's funny, you know, when you, when you think of him, the first thing that comes to mind is really this. We just, uh, the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. So, wanted to acknowledge the passing of uh, Denny Green. May he rest in peace. And um, you know, obviously, he's contributed a lot more to the NFL than just that 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 quote. You could see the passion. Uh, you you know, you you, you could see the dedication. He was a good coach, 
and um, you know, he will be missed. Um, so, but on that note, let's 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 get it on, uh, fellas. We are here. Um, where do we begin? So much, so much has gone on. Uh, let me let me start with Dr. Train and just ask a question. Of all the things that have gone on in the off season, is there one thing that I have one, but I'm going to see if it's the same one. Is there one thing that just came out and just really surprised you, or you know, it was like, wow, I can't believe that happened, or you know, is there one thing that jumps out to you, head and shoulders, that have happened in the last six months that really caught your attention? Uh, you said you was holding it in, man. You've been holding it in for a long time. What's up? <laughs> this is my Jeopardy music. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, you know what? I think we just lost them. Because yeah, you know Train's not that quiet now. No, he's not. Okay, wait a minute. Let's bring him back. Let's bring on the doctor. Are you back with us? <laughs> I am, man. As soon as I opened my mouth, it was great. It was like, no, nah, we don't want to hear. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Uh, is the question still on me? Yeah, it's still on you. Okay. By the way, what's up, little big brother, Jay? Dr. Train, how you feeling, my man? How you feeling? I know you've had a very fulfilling summer thus far. Yeah, yeah, summer's been awesome. Yeah, I something to take my mind off off football for a sec. Um, time to put your mind back yeah. on it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God, see, I actually been thinking about the answer to that question because I was gonna sit in there for a topic. I was like, he's gonna cover that. I already know. And now that you posed the question to me, I'm trying to think out of all the things that I saw. Um, wow. Um. I would say when I first when I first heard it, heard it, and this is just like the only one that can pop in my mind right now, and it might be another one. But the the first one that I felt that I thought was surprising when I first heard it was uh, uh, the Panthers rescinding the franchise tag off off Josh Norman. Mm, okay, that's a good one. Because mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you know, the one thing when teams make these moves. There are fans that be like, what are they doing? He's one of the best corners in the league, blah, blah, blah. My question is, what do y'all know that I don't know? Why would you take the franchise tag off a player that everybody else, all the other analysts, that all I've heard was, this dude is up and coming, shut down corner. But you was like, nah. We we just gonna move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good one, and um, I think you know my first reaction, and JB can can chime in too. My first reaction is sometimes franchises we've seen it time and time again make decisions that have very little to do with talent and have everything to do with chemistry and mm-hmm. um, cohesion. And we all know that Josh Josh Norman's outspoken. We all know that he's you know he had his uh, you know issues with uh, Beckham, um, and there was another issue if I recall from last year as well. Um, 
And, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I recall years ago uh, when T.O. was cut from Dallas. T.O. was still in his prime, you know. And um, Jerry Jones said, you know, there's, there's you, there's me. And then he drew a picture, a circle, and he wrote the Dallas Cowboys. And he goes, and there's the Dallas Cowboys. And he said, this here is bigger than both of us. And I think we need to part ways. And that's exactly what he said to T.O., you know, and uh, who, who arguably in his three years with Dallas had the most productive three-year stint of any wide receiver in Cowboy history, including Michael Irvin. And yet they, they released him. So and took a financial hit to let him go. So, you know, I think it's a good question. What do they know that we don't know? We, we can't doubt his talent. So there had to be some right. intangible. There had to be an intangible there that they just said, you know, we are a Super Bowl team, and, you know, we're going to move on without this guy. Jay, what do you think? Well, I, that's exactly where I was going, too. You think about how much of a disruption he is behind the scenes. I mean, you could say he's a great teammate, but you could say that to the media, and only the folks in that locker room know how great of a teammate he truly is. So we're not yeah. privy to all the information that the, the 53-man roster is privy to, so – there's got to be something going on behind the scenes for a, a player of that caliber to have the franchise tag removed from them. Also, if I recall, there was a lot of grumblings about his agent too. So I don't know if there was something tied to the agent, which tied back to the contract negotiations breaking down. That could be another aspect of it as well. Lastly, a lot of people have said, well, he's just a system cornerback and he fits that particular system. Um, we'll find out. In the coming weeks, if that's truly the case, because he's he's off now with, with the Redskins, so who knows what's going to happen there? Maybe he's a quarterback, maybe he's not. But I think there's something going on behind the scenes. I agree with both of you. Well, and he's got four at least four games that we can count on, where he's going to be playing arguably two of the top five receivers in the game. I don't think anyone can dispute. Uh, Des Bryant and Odell Beckham as top five wide receivers, okay? And mm-hmm. yeah. if he's the man over there in Washington now, then that's going to be his job. And let's see. Put your money where your mouth is, bro. Uh, we already know right. Beckham's going to be – Beckham's up for the challenge. We already know that just on their history. Mm-hmm. And with Des having only played a handful of games last year, um, you know, Des is, is itching to regain – what I think where, where I think two years ago I said on this show the best in the business two years ago. That's what I said. I, just, I stuck by it and I meant it. And he is itching to regain over Antonio Brown and, and Julio Jones and all those guys and Beckham. He is itching to be clearly the best in the business. So Norman better come to play because if not, woo! I just well, let's not, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, let's not forget, speaking of Beckham, the, the showdown that they had last season. Now, tempers aside, let's just talk about the play on the field. Odell got him quite a few times. He just mm-hmm. dropped a touchdown, would have been a, a touchdown uh, reception, and had a touchdown reception on him. So if you look at just the one-on-one matchup, just the two of them locking horns, uh, again, a motion to the side, I would say Odell got the best of them. Now, to your point, he's got to face him. He's got to face uh, Dez. This is where Rubber's going to meet the road. And the amount of money that Washington put up to have him come aboard, 
We're going to find out whether or not Dan Snyder has learned from the mistakes in the past by signing these overpriced free agents, or did he get them for a steal? I don't know. I really don't know. Guy's a great talent, but he's he's going head first into a sea of sharks. You've got four games that you know right off the bat they're going to be coming for you. Four games in a division. That's going to be tough. And that Washington defense up front is not like Carolina's defense up front. It's not the same. So whatever type of, of, of masking he had, protection, if you will, he's not going to have that in Washington. Um, just to, just going back to the points that we did make, that there may be other intangibles, um, I just hope, you know, coming up coming up this year against these, that specifically against Odell Beckham, that uh, I don't need to see fists blinking. I just want to see football. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's fun watching uh, Sherman go up against Fitzgerald or when he gets a chance to play Dez or any other top top uh, top wide receivers. It's just man versus man. Same thing with Patrick Peterson. So I just hope this time, now that he knows he's facing uh, OBJ twice, like, dude, let's play football. We don't need none of that uh that cat fighting y'all doing on the field. It don't it, it does nothing for the fans. As a matter of fact, it's it's a waste of my damn time as I'm trying to watch the game. Yeah, I I, I I I don't I don't disagree with anything I'm hearing, guys. We're starting off right on point. And the one thing I'll say, Jay, you say he don't have Carolina doesn't have that. Uh, Washington's have the Carolina front front uh, defensive line. Absolutely true. Uh, Washington also doesn't have. Um, a, a, an offense led by Cam Newton, who will put up points, move the ball, and keep uh, and keep the defense fresh. Okay, right. um, so so you know so they, they, on many levels, you, you know, um, and a part of me wants to say where I, where I get Train's point, agree with him, um, but the other point for me was why didn't you guys work? Why did what? Why didn't you work out a deal? You you're on a Super Bowl contender, bruh. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, when are these guys going to learn that, okay, maybe I get it. This is a, you, this would be a big contract for you and you deserve it. But let's just say, I don't even know what Washington paid him. I'm sure we could look it up and find out, but let's just say the difference is like five years, 95 million. If I remember. Okay. So let's I use thought it that. Was five years, 70. 70. Okay. I knew it was up right. there. five years, 70. Okay, okay, so five years, $70 million. Let's say Carolina was only willing to pay five years, $60 million, okay? Let's just say for whatever reason. Now, I know we're sitting over here doing the show saying, damn, okay, $10 million. We ain't going to make $10 million in our whole lives probably, but $10 million. But what I'm saying is, intangibly speaking, you're coming off a Super Bowl year. If your head is on straight, you've got a chance. You are, you are considered one of the top defensive backs. In a league, ask Richard Sherman how much money he's making in endorsements. Okay, where do you think you're gonna have a better chance to get those endorsements, those sneaker contracts, those you know beef jerky contracts, or whatever? You know what I mean? Where you gonna have that in, in, in Washington on an average franchise that's always looking up to the Dallas Cowboys, or on Carolina, a, a, a surging franchise? With a with a stud quarterback that just came off a Super Bowl, and all indications are ready to challenge for another one. So you lose ten million in salary and probably gain fifty million in endorsements if you keep your mouth shut. You know, to me, who's advising but, this dude? Well, uh, to add to that, Pete, they just uh, he just did an interview him and Hall 
uh, I caught uh, just the other day, and he talked about when he was a free agent, he had other teams that called him. He actually had teams that offered him more money. He didn't mention who they were, but, you know, he mentioned he, he basically chose the Redskins versus some other team or teams who offered him more money. And when it comes to these contracts, it's not so much as it's all about the guaranteed money. And what right. wasn't uh, what wasn't revealed coming out of Carolina is like it, no one knew what the contract talks were. No one knew, you know, the whole. Uh, the, all you saw was okay. He wants to be paid, you know, up up there with Patrick Peterson and and, and Sherman. And well, uh, they always talk about these corners getting somewhere around roughly twelve million a year. Well, sixty five over sixty years is is an average of twelve million a year. But the big question is. How much is that is guaranteed? How much is that you get no matter what? And so that was never revealed coming out of Carolina. So it was hard to even know what he turned, what he possibly even turned down. And yeah. last last point, and he made he he did make the statement that you know he said after after so much you know after after so many millions, it's about in a nutshell being on the winning team. And at that point, you scratch your head and you like, but dude, you left for winning team. How many millions were they willing to give you? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but but here's the thing, though. Something something happened for Carolina to remove the franchise tag because if I'm not mistaken, franchise tag means you make the average of the top five of your position. Yeah, so that's correct. You would you'd have been making pretty good money even with the franchise tag. Why not just take the franchise tag and continue negotiations? Something happened because it, it just it doesn't add up. Now maybe he took mm-hmm. more money up front with the five year seventy million, but again the the question really it, it starts and finishes. Alpha to Omega goes to why did Carolina remove the franchise tag? That's the question that no one can seem to find the answer to. It's not even about how much he signed for for the Redskins mm-hmm. or teams were were calling and. and inquiring about him and wanting to give him more money. That's that's after the fact. The fact is, Carolina moved that franchise tax. Why? Yep. Yep. Good point. All right. All right. JB, same question. Of all the things that went on in the offseason, is there one that just jumped out and caught your eye over everything else? I'd I, I have to say the number of PD suspensions. Um I'm I'm kind of surprised by how many have actually popped up um, with the new bargaining agreement and the the stipulations of first offense four year or four games second one ten and yet we still see folks getting nailed for four year or four or four games then again getting nailed for ten games um, that caught my attention just as much as anything else I think the the, the Josh Norman was was huge and. Train, good looking out for that one. But to me, it was really just a number of PEDs. I was shocked by that. Okay. All right. We're going to get into that a little bit more shortly, but that's a good one. Um, you know, mine is um, actually um, not cowboy related, although, boy, um, mine was actually Tom Brady and the fact that he's actually going to be suspended for four games. I never. With everything and the way he fought, and I, I never thought we would see him actually be suspended and not play. And the fact that he finally gave up 
I mean, he actually said, okay, I'm going to take the suspension, um, which, which, frankly, I agree with. I think, I think they were right to suspend him because I do believe that he was not forthright in his cooperation to the investigation. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he really had anything to do with deflated balls or not, and I don't know that it matters when you look at the second half of that game and the way they dominated the Colts. But that said, we don't know. But what we do know is things like, you know, he broke his phone on purpose and things of that nature. Um, There were text messages between him and the equipment guy about the footballs. We do know that there's enough circumstantial evidence where we can't say definitively that he didn't have anything to do with it. That's what we know. And so if the league comes out and says, look, I don't care who the heck you are. I don't care who you are. You know, we, we don't have enough to deem you guilty and to really lay a, a suspension or a fine on you. But because you didn't cooperate like you should have, particularly being one of the faces of this league uh, and, the, and the face of your franchise, we throw him four games your way. And what he should have done, what he should have done from the beginning is just said, okay, you know what? Good point. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have. But, he, you know, he had to fight. He had to beat Tom Brady. I'm going to win. And I'm shocked that someone, I don't know, I, my gut tells me that Robert Kraft sat him down. Not Belichick, Kraft sat him down and said, listen, son, I have paid you a lot of money <laughs> over these years. This franchise has made you a household name and a super-duper star. You were a, was he a six-round draft pick, if I remember correctly? That's um, right, number one. Yep, coming off the bench behind uh, Drew Bledsoe, okay? And we made you, me and Bill Belichick, okay? This is not a good look. It's not a good look for you and your legacy. It's not a good look for the franchise. Take the four games. We'll be okay. You know, we ain't worried about the Dolphins, the Jets, or the Bills. Come on. (laughs) Take the four games. Go take your beautiful wife around the world a couple of times. We'll see you in October. Okay, that's what I think happened. Um, and I don't know, that's just my, my guess, but I was shocked. <laughs> I really thought he was going to keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. And then when I saw the report that he has said, okay, he's not going to appeal it anymore. He'll, he's going to take the suspension. I was like, wow, good for the NFL. And you know what? Good for Tom Brady to finally realize that, yeah, this game is bigger than you. This game will always be bigger than you. And, and you did the right thing. Even if you think you're innocent, and you may be but you handled some things incorrectly and there's a price to pay for it, you know, and there's, there's millions of kids that look up and want to be you, man. You got to remember that sometimes there are things bigger than money, you know, send them the right message. Hey, you know what? You don't cooperate. You don't do what you're supposed to do. There is a penalty, even for the great Tom Brady. So I'm glad he did it. And I was surprised that he did it. So, um, all right. Well, all right. Well, all right. Um, I, you know, uh, uh, changing this, this, this one I did not uh, send out to you guys, but I got into, um, and, and Jay, Jay may have seen it. I, I think, I don't know if Jay saw the discussion on Facebook because um, this, this gentleman is a, is a, a, you know, is a sports guy here in Bristol, um, good, good high school sports athlete, um, big Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, younger than me, more closer to my brother's age, Jay talking about Rip. Um, 
and but I know the guy for other reasons. <laughs> I will not disclose on the air. But anyway, um, but he posted asking questions about um, Jerry Jones and being, um, you know, it's not finally. He's just, um, uh, you know, what, what they call when they um, he's not inducted yet, but he's a finalist for the 2017 class of Hall of Fame. Um, and just so that everybody's clear, it's a new category. People like he never played, blah blah blah. Yeah, we know this. It's it's a it's a new category called contributor that was established in 2015. It gives deserving candidates who never played a chance um, for their contributions to be recognized. In 2015, Bill Polian and Ron Wolf uh, were nominated. And uh, 2016, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., the old 49ers owner, uh, was, was nominated. They all got in, okay? And so this year, um, for the next Hall of Fame, it's going to be uh, Jerry Jones. I don't know if there's going to be others, but on the contributor level, it's going to be Jerry Jones. Um, and the conversation was whether he deserved to be in a Hall of Fame. Uh, and I really wish K-Star was on for this one because – um, I would be curious, being that he is a he is the number one cowboy hater uh, on this on this show. I'd be curious if how he felt about it. Um, but before I ask JB his thoughts, let me ask Dr. Train uh, with what I labeled as the you know the category and that people now are clear. I don't think everyone was clear that there's a reason there's a special category here. Um, in your opinion, should Jerry Jones? Uh, you know, is he deserving of a nomination to the Football Hall of Fame? So when I when I, when I first saw that because of the ESPN ticket that goes over, goes over the cell phone, you know, I was like, man, what? Jerry Jones? Really? And then right as I thought that, the, the second thought came in. It's like, wait, you know, regardless of how much people dislike the Cowboy or dislike Jerry Jones' attitude. Real talk, that man is all about football. And he is, regardless of who your team is, he is all about making that game, making the game entertaining to the fans, making it great, making it a great experience. And I listened, you know, through just throughout our years of all the things that you said that Jerry Jones just does, that are just behind the scenes that just pertains to football. And he really cares about, you know, this game being entertaining to fans and whatever contribution he can make to that, he does. So when you look at it from that perspective, I don't really have an issue with it because I, I love the sport. I've heard about the Dallas Stadium that I was hoping to go to this year, but unfortunately I'm getting married the same weekend. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Say that one more time, Dr. Trey, because I wasn't going to put that out there. Let you put it out there. Put it out there. Let's pause the Jerry Jones Hall of Fame discussion just for a minute, okay? Let's just, let's just pause that just for a minute, okay? Can we repeat Uh. We have plans, man. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Train. Yes. Your priorities are man. What's the matter with you? Uh, uh, um, 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 I, I know, I know, man. Get, get married <laughs> September 23rd. So it's just like, 
<laughs> All I can say is, uh, there's a God. <laughs> no, there's that's definitely right. God. Man, yes, sir. Came through. So, yes, sir. Thank you for that. All right. But yeah. All right. So, so back to Jerry Jones. Back to Jerry Jones. So yeah, just and, and that's all that came to mind, man. And I was just like, you know what? I don't have a problem with this. This, you know, this 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 dude is he, he really is all about football. And on top of the fact that people people really like, I mean, you you always how I gotta say borderline brag. Well, you do brag about it. You know what I'm saying? That is being on prime time all the time. But they are. And why are they on Because it's due to a lot of things that Jerry Jones has done. So people mm-hmm. even want to get on there to watch them win or watch them lose. It just doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. people want to watch them to a lot that he's done. Heck, I wish my team was in the limelight like that all the time. It may not be a good thing or a bad thing, but, hey, they, there's never a conversation with that is get left out. But – I just say all that to say that that that, that guy is he's, he's making contributions. So he, the fact that they have that category, I you know I have no problem. And you know what got me is that there were actual cowboy fans that said that they didn't think he deserved it. The team hasn't won anything significant in twenty years. Um, that he should you know, he should have never fired Jimmy Johnson. And I'm not agreeing with any of this. I'm just repeating what was said, um, that he um, should stick his nose out of coaching business and hire a real GM. And these are these are so-called cowboy fans saying all this stuff. Um, so so me and JB have not discussed this. So I don't know where he stands on Jerry Jones Hall of Fame. So I'm going to hear this for the first time right now. JB, your thoughts? Well, I think – Based upon that statement, T, that, that you just said, I think a lot of folks forget that Jerry Jones has been the owner for almost 30 years. They think about the Jerry Jones being the, the, the owner and general manager over the last 10 to 12 years and, and talk about his successes or lack thereof. And, and to a point, there's some validity, but folks got to look at the big picture. And the big picture is this. Cowboys are the, uh, the, the, the in terms of worth, Number one, number one, you can look at the Yankees, you can look at the, the, the L.A. Kings, you can look at all that stuff, the Celtics, and the, the number one. And there's a reason why the number one. You look at what Jerry's done from the business side of it, it, it it's, right now it's, it's unmatched. You look at now the success that he had when he took over from the, the, the Cowboys from Tex Graham back in, what was it, 80, 87? 88? I think it was 88. 88. 88. Yep. So, you know, we're, we're talking about 28 years, you know, Jerry Jones being the owner of the Dallas Cowboy. The guy has done stuff, okay? He has done stuff. And, and personally, I had to think about it a little bit too, but when I looked at the complete body of work and what the, what the award was for, I put him in. I put him in. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing that people have to realize is let's get away from the Cowboys for a minute and look at the NFL. And the NFL right now is the number one sport in this country. Okay. Now, I don't see it overtaking soccer worldwide anytime soon. Okay. That's just 
That's just not going to happen. But soccer isn't even really that relevant anymore in this country. It's there. People, it says it's fans. But when you talk about the major sports, soccer isn't brought up. It's football, baseball, basketball, right? Baseball was America's mm-hmm. pastime, remember? Basketball mm-hmm. was huge, especially when Michael was playing. But the number one mm-hmm. sport in this country right now is football. When you look at the money that the NFL generates, when you look at the endorsements and the contractual relationships that the teams now are having and sponsorships, that was all Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones was a businessman who came into – had love for football, but he was always a businessman, a shrewd businessman, okay? And he came in with a business mind not only wanting to win – yeah, I'm sorry, Stephen A. A. Smith um, – he does want to win, and all that stupidity you be talking, I don't, I don't understand you sometimes. But he does want to win, but he also want to make money. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. anything done is worth doing right, and let me make some money at the same time. And, Dr. Train, you hit it right on the head. You know, the reason that the NFL makes so much money is because it is so intriguing to watch. This Cowboy team was 4-12 and 12 last year. Four and twelve. See, every every game sold out. Every game <laughs> sold out. Four and twelve. Romo hurt. Des Bryant hurt. Demarco Murray playing for another team. You know, I, I, the team, the guys that they had the year before that took them to the playoffs, either hurt or gone. Demarcus Ware gone. And yet, and this team is still selling out. And has continued to grow as the number one money valued franchise in the world. Come on, man. Anybody who doesn't understand sports, okay, I get it. But if you if you look at it and you're a sports fan, like if someone told me, you know, Steinbrenner's not in and Jerry Jones shouldn't be in. I said, Well, George Steinbrenner should be in the Hall of Fame and I'm a Red Sox fan. The dude has seven titles as owner. Yep. He should be in the Hall of Fame. That's wrong, too. You know? So, I get it. You know, Cowboys, people love to watch him, and people love to hate him. I get it. But come on, man. Give the man his due. The guy has done so much for you. L.A. Rams. This is the number one guy that was pushing for L.A. to get a franchise was Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, we can list on and on the things that he has done and 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 what he does to his players and the things that he does to help his players that never even hits the news because he doesn't want it to hit the news but the stuff that he does to help his players the what's his name guy that um that killed his teammate and and went to jail and and Jones held a roster spot for him till he got out of jail and let him come back and play play for the team paid him while he was in jail because he had the roster spot come on man michael vick goes to jail they cut his ass. they cut him so fast you know <laughs> you know what i mean classical burst with the jail they cut him so fast you know this guy is the owner amongst owner he is an elite owner and y'all got to give him his due. You can hate the Cowboys all you want, but Jerry Jones deserves it, man. I, you know, he deserves it. Man. That's just. That's and the one, the one thing I want to add is that those fans who are complaining about lack of wins and the whole Jimmy Johnson situation, uh, 
that's not the category that he got selected for. <laughs> okay. It's right. contributor to the NFL. It's right. not mm-hmm. how good of a owner you are. It's contribution to the NFL, to the quote-unquote shield, to the league. That's that's the category he's in. And it's just crazy that fans of the sport who refuse to take their head out of their asses and only view wins and losses and mistakes being made instead of what these folks do outside of those. So anybody that's in the league, anything to do in the league, is going to make a mistake. But well, let's look at, let's really take deeper and look at the things that they do do for the league that are good. And that's what he's going for. That's what he's nominated for. Right. And, and, and let's, let's remember this, too. As owner, he does have three Super Bowls. Okay. Yeah. Um, and only nine teams in NFL history have three or more Super Bowls. Okay. So right there, he's in rarefied air being an owner. And people say, well, Jim, Jimmy Johnson, okay, who hired Jimmy Johnson? You know, I mean, you can't, you can't separate. You can't say Jimmy did it, but Jerry had nothing to do with it. Well, Jimmy was the one who said, I'm bringing in Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Right. So, you know, he, he made the right decision. And I don't want to talk anymore about what could have, should have, would have happened. Okay. I get it. Could have, should have, would have, but it didn't. So they won three out of four, two with Jimmy and one with Barry Switzer. That's it. That's what happened. You know, you know, you could say what you think would have happened, but I remember an interview with Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy changes his story with the weather, so I, I can't really keep up with his many versions of why he, why he ended up agreeing to uh, step down as coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But one of his stories I, I really felt was valid. He said – after winning back-to-back Super Bowls, okay, he felt like what it would have taken, because remember now, no team, no team in NFL history has won three straight Super Bowls. No team, okay? This ain't basketball. This football. Mm-hmm. This ain't baseball. This football, okay? And he said with what he had just went through, back-to-back seasons, what it would have taken to bring that team back for a third straight Super Bowl, he didn't feel like he was the guy to do it. He didn't feel like he had the juice to get them back there. You know, he says, you do, you know, everything I did for those two years, at some point it's not, it's going to stop working. And he felt like I, I, I did everything I could to get it out of them the first year. And then we had to turn around, do it again. And I used everything I had to get it out of them, keep them motivated, keep them focused, keep them, you know. And, and he said, I just didn't see it working for a third straight year. And he needed to go. He didn't have it in it to do it. And he didn't think the team would respond and react to him. Okay. Now that's what I heard him say in an interview. So, Everybody keeps throwing mud at Jerry Jones because Jimmy's not there. I think Jimmy has something to do with Jimmy not being there, too. Okay. And um, nevertheless, they still managed to get a third one under Switzer. They got three under, under Jerry Jones. So even if we look at wins and losses, yes, over the last 20 years, they've won two playoff games. I get it. But you don't get to pick and choose what part of somebody's career. In that case, let's look at Michael Jordan's last two years with the Wizards and say, okay, forget it. Michael Jordan's not a Hall of Famer. He's not one of the greatest players of all time. Because those two years with the Wizards, I mean, oh, my God. You know, come on, man. It don't work that way. You look at the entire body of work and make a decision. Three Super Bowls as owners rarefied air. So in my opinion, even on that level, he deserves consideration. 
okay? But when you total everything, the totality of who he is to the NFL, I, I think it's a no-brainer. As the 110 high hurdle finals is being run right now, look like Jamaica got it. Okay. All right. That was my event many, many moons ago. All right. So moving on, and again, we don't have K-Star for this one, um, but, I, 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 you know, we're going we to have a conversation anyway. So the question on the table is we all know that Peyton Manning has retired. And um, we we have a, a term that Dr. Train has used called, you know, the um, four horsemen. And for years, the four horsemen have been Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning. And as Dr. Train, well, I'm going to let Dr. Train, Dr. Train, I want in your words to describe when you thought of the four horsemen, why were those four the four horsemen? So... I chose those those four because of one uh, their their ability to bring their teams back from positions that no other quarterback in the league. Those were four teams who, when you talk about having a balanced offense, um, I never really considered them having a balanced offense because neither team just had a an out running back to depend on to uh, to carry the load for him. It was always dependent on how well the quarterback would play. It was always, the, the, the ball would be in the quarterback's hand at the end of the day, no matter what. And and their ability to always keep their team in the game and and and, and never and the, the end of the game never be out of reach. It was. Those were the four dudes that could do it. No one else could do it like they could. And their ability to come back and win was just it was it was actually fun to watch. I don't care what team you're a fan of, just watching them being able to bring their team back to win games or demolish or destroy a team with the way they played. It was it was it was good. So that that's why I called them the four horsemen, man. Those okay. those quarterbacks were, were beasts. So, um, Peyton Manning has retired, and so now we have we have a a, a you know discussion on as we enter the 2016-2017 season, who are the four horsemen? So I'm going to just make it a little bit simpler by saying that there are two that no one can dispute, and that would be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, that that that's easy. There's no reason to even debate that, discuss that. Those two still hold the title of four horsemen. Um, but we have two other slots. Now, Drew Brees was the third guy. Um, Dr. Chan, I'm going to ask you, would you still consider Drew Brees one of the four horsemen? Oh, man. Um, four horsemen also had the ability to keep their teams with winning records. And so that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the struggle I have with Drew Brees, you know. It, it and no and the, the the conflicting part is the numbers for Drew Brees have not dropped. Right. That's the conflicting part. The numbers have not dropped, but the wins are not the same. So it's like, well, if that's the case, 
people would say, well, it can't be the offense. But that's what made you one of the four horsemen. <laughs> it's the fact that you could you could win those games, that you could you could keep your defense off the field because you controlled it all. Uh, so right now, to be honest, it's a, it's it's a it's a bit of a question mark uh, that he's in there because there are like two other guys that I can truly consider to. Uh, to take to take to take those spots, but I, I'm 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 kind of holding a wait and see if I have if I I put it this way since you asked if I have to make a choice choice now, um, um, I I would probably take them down because winning winning matters because that was a one well, that is definitely one of the reasons why you were before him because you had the ability to win games. Okay, um, yeah. JB, your thoughts on Drew Brees? You know, Dr. Train, you have compelling arguments. I I would have no problem putting him in there for for three words. First word being performance. Second word being success, because the two don't always equate to one another. And to to bring a trophy to the Saints, to NOLA, putting them on the map, I can't even say back on the map because they really technically never were on the map but to put them on the map, and then lastly, longevity. When you have those three things working for you, it's kind of hard to keep you out of the discussion. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with JB on this one. I think that winning is key, no doubt, But and I, and I think over his career he has been a winner, particularly in – you know, uh, uh, certainly under under marketed, undercovered, underappreciated franchise uh, under Sean Payton. I, I will agree. The last couple of years, the Saints have not been Saint-like. The offense have not been uh, the scoring threat. Even though Breeze still has impressive numbers, um, the the scoring threat is not the same. But I'm not I'm not blaming Breeze. Believe Breeze still has played at a high level. Uh, one year they didn't have Peyton as the coach because he got suspended, and um, last year they just they had no weapons. They had nobody, and I get it, you know. But Brady always has had people say Brady. No, Brady has always had at least one person to go to. He's you know he's over the years when you look you know whether it was Gronkowski, whether it was uh, Hernandez, whether it was Randy Moss, whether it was. Uh, who the, the the little guy that saw Welker in the slot? You know he's always had oh, nah, and Brady's there. But I'm just saying, I just think if you take Breeze and you put him on Brady's team, Breeze does pretty close to what Brady's been doing. Um, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You know. Hello. Hello. I think we lost our host. Uh, I think so too, which is the, the irony of it. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he'll come back on. So while he's trying to get the ones and twos correct, I'll also mm-hmm. say let's just forget about how he did his work in San Diego too before he had the shoulder injury and shoulder surgery. He was still mm-hmm. a pretty good quarterback in San Diego. So to be able to take that success, be on the shelf for a while, and then pick up where he left off 
in, in New Orleans of all places, turn that city around, not just from a football perspective, but the, the devastating catastrophe of Katrina and being at the forefront yeah. of trying to build that city back up, literally from the, 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 the ground up, and then four years later bring a title to that town and still have them be on the map and still be competitive throughout the course of, of his tenure there, it's hard to take him off that list. It 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 definitely is. That's why that's why I kind of struggle with it. And, and actually, listen to you guys. The other word the other word that came in mind was uh, consistency. And even through uh, the the past dismal season they've had, he still has been. Um, he still has played the played the position at a at a consistent manner. Even the people that I have in mind for him, they're not. They're not quite. They're not quite his level. So uh, I mean, I, at this point, I probably have to keep have, have to have to keep him in. I can't just. It's hard to take him out just because of the team not winning. But it was a factor in the mm-hmm. fact that you know he he had he gave the team the ability to win every single game and and winning record. I, I'm not saying you need to be uh, deep in the playoffs every year, but it was just a winning team. And you just mm-hmm. knew the Saints were going to complete, going to finish out uh, in, a, in a position to be in the playoffs just because of his play. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, he's he's had a great career. And you also think about the fact that um, Graham went to the Seahawks, and that was a big target for him to lose. So mm-hmm. we talk about these couple of years of him struggling. You lose a six four, six five, six six, whatever size tight end here that's really uh, uh, an overgrown wide receiver with his ability to catch the ball and, and separate himself from the rest of the pack as he's running with the ball, you lose that caliber of talent, your numbers are going to drop. And, and combined with the fact that you don't have the running game that you desperately need, haven't had it. So when you mm-hmm. have everything remain the same, now you're having pieces taken away from you, you're going to equate to – the lack of success, or at least comparatively speaking to the prior years, you don't have any weapons to replace what you've lost, and you're still continuing to lose weapons away. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, so I have Frontier Frontier Internet over here, and they are the worst. <laughs> and I'm, I'm putting them on blast. They are the worst. The worst. I, 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 they are the worst. Sound like some from the 1670s. Man, well, in Connecticut, it was AT&T U-verse, and AT&T sold out, and Frontier bought their Connecticut operation. And over oh, the last wow. few weeks, I have had nothing but continual problems with these people, and including stuff while I was on Skype, and that was Internet, and, I, and the Internet dropped, and that's what dropped me off the call. I'm so disgusted mm-hmm. with these people. So anybody out there who's got Frontier, um, yeah, these. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know. I heard somebody was talking. I don't know where we're at. I was talking about um, my thoughts on Drew Brees when the call dropped. You're still on Brees holding it down. We figured you had some kind of communication issues going on on your side. So we we were just basically going back and forth as to our thoughts on Brees and and yeah. his career and, and what he's been able to accomplish, even with the lack of, of uh, weapons that he's had over the last couple of years. I still have an Internet problem here, but so far – I don't know. I'm good. So I'm on, I have a call from a, a landline that's 
not internet-based, so I should be okay. But my switchboard and everything is internet-based, so pray for me, guys. All right. Um, you know what that would be right now, don't you? Oh, just forget it. Bingo, baby. Mm-mm. Um, all right. So with that being said, um, if we, by consensus, kept breezing the discussion, that leaves one slot to be filled. And, you know, who who, <laughs> who fills that spot? Um, Train, I'm going to start with you. Who would you put in there as the new member of the Four Horsemen? You know, right now, um, my first my first mind says 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 Big Ben. You know, longer career out of some of the other guys I'm I'm, I'm considering, um, and he's definitely came into his own. Uh, regardless of who he has around him, he's definitely coming to his own. But, man, both Russell Wilson and Cam Newton are hot on his heels. Uh, my only struggles with them is that Cam Newton started out hot, he faded, and then last year it was just like, wow, this guy's doing it. I, and I... I, I I'm not concerned with the with the with the off with the after the game interviews and all of that. Just specifically play on the field. You know, he had a phenomenal season. So but it's hard to say, yeah, gonna make you one of the four horsemen because it was it was it was one year. And and the one thing that I do know about uh mobile quarterbacks is if they don't get good at presence or get better, not get good, get better at pocket presence and reading the defense and and doing those checks and balances before the ball is snapped as they get further in their career, you're not going to always have the legs. So you got to get smarter up top with how you play. So that is yet to happen for both Newton and, and and Wilson, but you can see it in in Big Ben. Okay, JB. Yeah, I mean, uh, Train, your 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 comments are definitely legit. I think um I think uh, Wilson and I think Cam, I think they're going to be there and, and towards the the latter half of this decade, give them a little more time. But to not contradict myself, I, I gotta I know that um uh, our, our colleague there. Uh, K-Star would love this, but I got to go with, with Big Ben. Uh, again, you look at success, you look at the longevity, you look at performance. He checks all those boxes off, and when he's healthy, and even when he's not healthy, when he's on the field, you still have to take number seven into account. Whether he's got busted ribs or he's got a sprained knee or what have you, you still got to account for him. And he's got Super Bowl rings under his belt as well, so I would have to put Big Ben in that discussion and, and have him be that, that last one with with, with uh, being the four horsemen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, frankly, Russell Wilson, no. No. Um, just no. You know, he's had the benefits of an exceptional defense. I don't think he has played 
over his career is worthy of being a four horseman. I just don't see him as the guy who's pulling out wins late in the game. I see the defense shutting down people and preserving wins. Um, he's good. He's that next level, but I wouldn't put him up on that top tier. I wouldn't put him up there with uh, the guys we've talked about, including Cam, if we throw Cam up there. Um, but I think when you look at Cam and Big Ben, the separator is longevity. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, K-Star has been preaching it for years about Ben, but, you know, I wasn't – none of us were ready to take down the other horsemen to replace them with Big Ben. Now, last year we were getting kind of close because Breeze wasn't really – delivering and the team for the second straight year didn't look good. And, and, and so, you know, we were pretty much ready to, to go ahead and pull big Ben in. And I think at one point I kind of already went and did that just out of disgust over Drew Brees. Of course, it might've been more fantasy disgust than anything else, but that's another conversation. Um, but, um, but I think now it's, just, I, I think it needs to be official. Um, you know, the, the guy is consistent. He's a warrior. Um, and you know what, Train? You said you're not concerned with the off-the-field stuff, and I respect that. But I am, because I want this guy to be a leader 24-7. Not just a leader during the good times. I want him to be a leader during bad. And I'm sorry, I'm not letting him off the hook for that Super Bowl debacle. Um, you, know, you, you know, you don't go and get the ball during the game, and then you want to sit there and pout after the game during the interview. And you're supposed to be a leader. When when other members of your team stood up there and took the heat, but you want to sit there with your hood on, um, you know, pout. I'm sorry. I, I don't think that's okay. I don't think when you're the face of the franchise and potentially the face of the league that that's how you act. And I'm not going to change my opinion of that. Maybe I don't know as much about on-field football as he does. I will acquiesce his superior knowledge about how to play that game over me. Okay. But I know a little bit about leadership. I know a lot about leadership. And I know that that's not how true leaders act. That's not how you act. You want to pout, go home and, and, and you know, kick your dog or something. Okay, so I want the dog lovers, you know, I don't mean that literally. It's a bigger speech. Don't start, you know, you know and then notes and stuff. Here comes you know, Peter. You, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't mean figuratively, okay? I, you know, leave Rover alone, okay? Don't do not do anything to your pets, people. That's not what I mean. But I mean, go home and figure, go punch a wall or something. No, you can't do it because you got that Hall of Fame arm. Okay, maybe not. But whatever, figure something out. You know, figure out another way off the camera to deal with your frustration. But when you're on the camera, you know, I mean, you think you're the only quarterback that has gone to the Super Bowl and lost? You know? And I don't, I don't ever recall seeing another quarterback interview like that. And we have had some great ones. Peyton Manning and, and um, Tom Brady and, you know, such. Get up there and lose. And these guys don't. These are Hall of Fame quarterbacks right now. And they don't go up there with their long faces and their hoodies, you know, because they lost the game. And I'm a, you know, yeah, I'm a sore loser. And anybody with No! You're a leader. Act like it. When he, when diversity hits, he doesn't. So I'm sorry. He gonna he gonna have to drag me kicking and screaming into bringing him into the four horsemen at some point. And he's got to show me some some humility when he loses and the ability to accept the loss. If you're gonna get up there and dab and dip and dunk and do all that great. 
and all that, then when you lose, I don't care what game it is, when you lose, then I want to see some humbleness. I want to see some contrition. I want to see you be a leader and accept the loss like a man, not like a punk. And when he does that, then I change my position. Then maybe I'll come around and say, all right, maybe maybe we need to reconsider it. But right now, yeah, to me, it, it, that, that is a factor in it where Big Ben, guy's a winner. I have never, you know, guys had injury after injury, loses his start in this, loses his start in that, loses, you know, and he just, you know, making excuses, just goes out there and plays and plays hard. You know, and I hate that we have, you know, I really do, I do hate this, you know, because K-Star right now, wherever K-Star is, listening to the show or listening to, to the download, maybe it's tomorrow and K-Star's well, he's listening, he's driving to work and he's listening to us. He just got this big grin on his face. You know, he's just smiling. You know, he's like, I told you guys, I told you about time. You know, I hate it. I hate it. But, yeah, I, I mean, for all the reasons we've stated and some of the things that K-Star has said, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it, it's it's a no-brainer. It's it's Tom Brady, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Drew Brees, and it's Big Ben. That's that's our new four horsemen for this year. And let's see how they perform. Let's see what they let's see what they bring to the table. All right, all right, well, all right. Um, let's go to Dr. Chang's philosophy because that's gonna lead to what will probably be our final topic of the night. Um, but I want I want to give Dr. Train the floor, um, you know, and this is one of our one of our favorite segments as when we have our individual rants. And as the season go on, I'll have mine. JB will have his. K-Star will have his. But Train had one that he wanted to talk about tonight. So I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Train, and it is Dr. Train's philosophy. <laughs> Appreciate it, C. So, uh, JB almost almost stole my thunder on it, but <laughs> she put a skirt to it. So yes, I yes, I appreciate it. But JB, one of the things you brought up is also one of the things I was surprised to see, um, and actually, but uh, going further even more, the, the surprise is just kind of disgusted by it. Just the the amount of suspensions that were coming up due to PEDs. So I, I got a little bit of uh, input as to, you know, how you avoid these PED suspensions. Now, particularly, uh, there's, there's, so there are situations where it's just blatant, where these guys are actually smoking weed or getting into whatever that they should not be getting to. They know Whatever substance it is, is in there. They shouldn't be taking it. I, I, I have, I, I kind of have zero sympathy for that because now you know you're doing wrong and, and, you, and you're putting your own career in jeopardy. Now, there are the, there are the other situations in particular, and I think these are, are, more, are more of the growing situations because they never tell you in detail uh, what happened, like how did, they, how did they get caught, you know, because it's not always weed. But these guys take supplements that have the banned substances in them, and they get tested. And, you know, regardless of whether you knew or not, you still have to suffer the penalty. So I know that uh, NFL players make a lot of money. If you manage to get a contract, you make way more money than I do. 
and I get a nice paycheck too. So <laughs> this is something I think they all can do. You know, there's some such things called nutritionists and people that know what goes into all these things that you take. And what I do not understand is how come you cannot hire or have someone who makes sure you steer clear of that for whatever supplement you decide to take. I don't understand why it's that difficult during the time of your career. Average career is, what, eight years? You know, that that can go by real quick depending on how, how, how well you play or how well you don't play. But you make enough money, to me, in my opinion, to avoid this situation by having someone who is knowledgeable of what are what's in these supplements uh, to let you know, hey, you shouldn't take that one. That has this in it, it'll show up. I honestly feel like it's that simple because there is no reason why you should be jeopardizing your career or getting suspended for, and some of these guys are on 10 games. And mind you, for fans that don't know, when they say 10 games, that's a second offense. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the first offense is not even reported. We don't even know about the first first offense. We we don't we, we're not even aware of. We just know that they they've gotten suspended. But cause when they said Lane Johnson ten games, like man, when was he suspended the first time? Because that's, that's a second offense. Mm-hmm. It's like so. How do you keep falling? How do you fall in these pitfalls? Like I said, and, and what I'm what I'm speaking specifically to is those who are taking supplements that have these substances in them. It can still be avoided because ignorance is, is just doesn't it, it doesn't save you, especially with the Dale at the end. But that's my philosophy, man. Okay, I want to follow up and just add that. There's a report that came out, um, I think it might have just came out today. I think it was today that actually came out this morning. Um, And the NFL is threatening discipline and possible suspension for players, um, certain players that have been uh, connected with – Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera report on mm-hmm. st- yeah report on yep. steroid use. James Harrison, Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, those are three household names if you follow football. And then Mike mm-hmm. Neal, Packers, not not as well known, but you know a, a starting linebacker for for the Packers. Um, and they have until the 25th to record to re- comply with the request for interviews. Um, and if they don't, then you know, um, you know. All I will say is, in, in, in support of what Dr. Train is saying, um, first of all, if your employer says, you know, I don't know what job in the world that your employer says we need to sit down and talk, that you get to say no um, and keep your job. So, you know, to me, it's a no-brainer. Whether you're guilty or innocent, your employer wants to sit down. Um, 
you know, we know in this world that people are able to manipulate drug testing, steroid in particular um, testing. We, we, we learned this thanks to Lance Armstrong and his seven years of, of uh, competition and the, the Tour de France and then later on realizing that he was pretty much doped up whole time. Um, so, and, and others, you know, I'm not going to name a list of people that never failed a drug test, um, but we, we can pretty well know that there's a good chance that they did something. So these guys got stuff up and, and do your interview. But, you know, and, and, and this one hits it particularly home to us Cowboy fans as we have three players that are going to be suspended. One, I think they should just cut bait with um, whenever it's financially feasible. I know that there's a financial implication. They can't cut them now. But, um, you know, whenever it works out financially, Ronaldo McLean needs to be cut from the state. Um, and, and, again, whenever whenever you can do it for the least amount of money. But he does not need to put on a uniform anymore, um, period. And uh, he's one that's on his second strike, 10 game. And then we've got uh, two other defensive ends that are on their first strikes uh, for four-game suspension. And um, it's – it's and, and one of them, by the way, you know, has had a, had a previous situation in college and swore that when he was drafted, uh, Randy Gregory, that he was done. And, and here we are, his second year. So I, I, I think you're right, Train, and I will even go farther to say, um, you know, there is – there is, you know, there is no reason for anybody to test positive unless you are legitimately doing something you shouldn't be doing. I'm tired of hearing, oh, I took this supplement and it had the active ingredient and I didn't know. That's your fault. That's your fault that you didn't know, that you didn't do your homework. That's your fault. You deserve to be suspended. I don't care. Purple Haze or whatever this other guy, Rolando McClain, accused him of drinking and all that. It's your, it's your fault. You, they give you the list. They teach you. They educate you. It's your fault. So I don't want to hear it. And then for those of you like Ricky Williams, who says if the, if, the, if the NFL didn't test for marijuana, I'd be in the Hall of Fame. Well, you know what? They do test for marijuana, and it is, it is a banned substance in the NFL. That's the rule, bro. Give me this Idiot. You know? Give me, I, I mean, that's the most stupid, ridiculous statement I ever heard in my life. And, yes, you had the guy, the dude had the potential to be one of the best ever. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Couldn't get out of his own way. Made the choice to smoke weed more than play football. Still had a great career, even with that. Still had, like, 11,000 yards or some insane number. But still played well. But, yeah, what could have happened had he dedicated himself? Dude, listen, bottom line is, then I'll let Jake get in here. Bottom line is this. I just don't understand this. You get into the NFL at 21, 22, 23 years old. I think the average career is more like five years. Training said eight. I think it's actually shorter. Um, let's, cut, let's split the difference and say six-year career, okay, for most of the people in the league. Sure, Peyton Manning played 19 years, whatever. Okay, those are the exceptions. Most people are in and out of this league. You can't keep yourself straight five, six, seven years, make your money, and then get out, make your 30, 40, 50 million. Okay, you're a low-level player. Fine, make you $20 million. It's more than I'm ever going to see. And then get out with all your money and, and, and then smoke all the weed you want and do whatever you want when you're out of the league. 
I mean, you have done this since you were eight years old. Most of the people that are professional athletes will tell you, I started this when I was eight years old or six years old or ten years old or whatever. You're, you, 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 you are a superstar that have had to train at a level that us mere mortals could never understand, could never understand. And you blow it because you want to smoke weed? Or, or you blow it because you took a supplement that had a banned substance and you didn't know? And ESPN would say, come on, man. JB, what you got? Well, it was funny that you mentioned the Ricky Williams piece because it made me think, you know, I'd be rich if they just let me rob banks. <laughs> that's what that's oh, the bird mind. So I had to throw that out there because, like, like I said, it just it just popped in my head when I heard that whole Ricky Williams piece. I cracked up too. I'm gonna look at it from a different angle, more so towards towards T than towards where you were going, Dr. Strange. Whereas, even if you hire someone, even if you have the smartest, brightest, most intelligent individuals in the world, at the end of the day, it's still your body that whatever you're putting into it, you have to be held accountable for, and. It, it, that's where you got to draw the line. Now, I'm sure folks said, yeah, I hired somebody, but they didn't pay attention to the list. Well, you took it. Whatever it is, you took it. As soon as you put it in your mouth, it gets into your body, you're responsible for it. Now, you can say to the person that advised you, hey, you messed up, you're fired. Well, their life goes on, but you're still suspended. So you have to be the one leading the charge because you're the one that's put in the work to exercise. You put in the work to go out there and watch film. You put in the work to elevate your game to be a professional. You're going to have to continue to be a professional by making sure you don't have these foreign substances into your body. So I, I, I sway more towards T. You have to take control of, of your own life and make better decisions. And it's too bad with, with, with McLean because when he was on the field, at least that first year, he showed some promising signs. Same thing with Gregory coming out of Nebraska. I was really happy and excited to see him, even with his issues, get to the uh, to the Cowboys in the second round. I thought that was a steal. They got to get their lives together. And as a whole, a lot of these players out there, when I saw Lane Johnson uh, for, the, for the Eagles with 10 games, I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me. It doesn't matter. 10 games a year, I mean, Josh Brown is back. I mean, uh, Josh, Josh Gordon, he's back. So hopefully – He's looking at the, the the entirety of the league, not to mention his own issues that he's had, and will just be clean of, of everything. He had the, all the issues, the drugs and, and everything. Just be clean. You've got roughly, anyway, let's just say between five and ten-year window to just focus on football, and that's all you got to do. You can make a gang of money and, and have all the accolades and awards. Just focus on football, and you'll be good. Okay. Um, last quick thing before we get out of this for the night, guys. Um, you know, one of the shows that we um, kind of pay attention to is uh, ESPN First Take. Um, you know, there are some things we've learned from them, and frankly, I know for a fact that there are some things they have taken from us. Um, but nevertheless. Um, you'll never hear that because we're we're the uh, nobody internet based show based in 
you know, being in the worldwide leader, right? So, of course, but I happen to know differently. But anyway, um, as many of you know, watch for a Kip Bayless has left ESPN. They didn't renew his contract. Um, and uh, he will be joining Fox Sports, in case you guys don't know, um, and doing a pretty much the same type of show on Fox Sports News, uh, Fox Sports Network, whatever they call their sports network station, uh, at the same time slot as first take um, with Shannon Sharp doing a debate show. I don't know what they're going to call it, um, but it'll, it'll, it's meant to uh, rival first take. And Max Kellerman, who I actually like, uh, I think he's a very good boxing analyst, um, is taking Skip's spot on first take with Stephen A. Um, and I'm just curious if either of you guys, I have thoughts on the whole thing, but I don't know if um, either of you guys have had an opportunity to watch the new pairing, if you have any thoughts on it post-skip. Um, and, and, yeah, any thoughts on any of this? I don't, you know, again, this isn't something I had on the agenda, but um, thought it'd be a nice way to close out the show. I'll start with you, Train. Uh, my, my, my guess is you probably don't have many thoughts on it because you've been a pretty busy man, but I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Um, what's that? Well, uh, well, I didn't. Uh, I haven't seen the new show because I didn't even know when they said it was leaving. Um, you know, I hadn't been able to catch the shows during that time to know that he was actually. Well, the new show hasn't uh, come on yet. The new show. It hadn't come, come on, on yet. Oh, 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 no. The new okay. show isn't coming then, on September sixth. Okay, now, but okay. In that case, now that you actually tell me the type of show that it is, it kind of uh, now I got questions in my head like. Uh, leaving one debate show to start a new debate show, um, especially one where you were the you were the man. So, and it's, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really get that one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's more of a contract issue with the SPN where he wasn't, he wasn't going to get the money that he thought he, that he thought he deserved or something like that. Um, but seeing the show now with Max Kelvin, man, I'm um, oh, man, I'm I'm listening to that bad boy in the car on the way to work. If I'm you know if I'm driving during that during that time, I I really do like his addition to the show. It's uh, it's different and it's still like the there's still the jaw jacking that was there even when Skip was there. So, JB, any thoughts? Um. Unfortunately, I don't get a chance to watch or listen to the show very often, so I'm going to kind of expand on it just a little bit. Just the changes overall at ESPN, I'm, I'm kind of alarmed by because first it was Colin Cowherd, and, and now you have a lot of folks on Countdown have disappeared, and it just the changing of the guard seems to be taking place at, at ESPN a little bit. And then with Skip going on and, and to, to Fox, and it's different. It's a different look. I'm, I'm sure Max will do a great job because, and I'm glad that you mentioned his, his boxing pedigree because he was a really good analyst when, when, the, when the boxing matches come up. I like listening to him and his, his, um, what he has to say about it. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to listen in and see how Stephen A. and, and Max go at it. Um, hopefully it's entertaining. It's just surprising to see the, the how much turnover is going on at ESPN. Next week, I want to talk a little bit more about the football-specific 
you know, countdown and all that. Um, you know, but we'll, we'll save that part of it until next show. But on the first take aspect, first of all, I was actually sad to see Skip go. He ain't one of my favorites, but I thought I thought him and Stephen A had something special. Um, and I found myself always tuning in because I wanted to hear their their view, even if I didn't agree with it, even if I thought it was just for hype or just – I still wanted to know. If there was a major news story, my first thought wasn't to turn on SportsCenter. It wasn't – it was I want to hear what they say on first take. Um, I have found over the last few weeks that I have not had that same feeling. Um, and what's interesting to me is that um, – I keep wanting to talk about John Saunders, and I will in a moment um, – Max is good. Max is a good debater. I am thoroughly impressed by, you know, his overall knowledge of sports, um, and he holds his ground with Stephen A. But I don't think they have the chemistry. I don't think they – Stephen A doesn't respect him like he respects – like he respected Skip Bayless. Stephen A respects Max for one thing. Everything beyond that, there's no respect there. And if you watch it, I, you know, I, you can you can see it. He almost at some point, you know, he's almost he wants to sell him. What are you talking about? Um, so I I don't think it's I don't I, I, I don't think it's gonna last. I think there's gonna be another change. Still, Jay Jay talked about changes. ESPN. I think this was, a, but I don't think Stephen A. Smith is going anywhere because he's half of the formula that works. So they're going to, in my opinion, while Max is very good, the chemistry isn't there. And they're going to need to find someone else, a little more seasoned, um, that can have the chemistry. That's my opinion. And I'm, I'm willing to change it if they grow into each other down the road. Um, Skip leaving, going with Shannon Sharp, who has also, who did work for ESPN uh, briefly and was on first take many times, filling in when one of these guys were out, um, I think it's going to be a pretty good combination. I think Shannon's going to bring a lot of the same Stephen A fire to the talk, and I think it's going to be a, a, a good combination. But it's not on ESPN, and it's not Stephen A. Smith and Skip. So I think they're going to run into the same kind of challenge. Um, but, I, but I'm curious to see I'm curious to see the show. I, I'll probably watch a couple of episodes um, you know, Skip was like that old that old shirt that that you only wear every once in a while, but it's comfortable when you put it on. It's like I don't really like the guy. I really don't agree with him most of the time, but I'm used to him. You know, I'm used to him. I know I know where he's coming from, even if I don't agree with him. So, um, and 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 I think this should be a lesson for everybody on a business tip that um, there's no loyalty anywhere anymore. It doesn't exist. And you really need to, in business today, look out for yourself. Um, I don't know whether it was ESPN saying we're done with you or Skip saying I'm moving on, I need a new opportunity. But let's look at what's happening here. You've left the number one daytime show on ESPN, number one, to go to a rival to create the exact same show to beat Mm -hmm. them. There's a problem there. And when I say problem, because there's no loyalty. And I'm not blaming Skip at all. I'm not blaming ESPN at all. I'm stating a fact that there's no loyalty. 
And so when we're out here in, in the work world or whatever, uh, business-wise I'm speaking of, yeah, keep that in mind. That's, that's probably going to be my new theme this year. You know, I always say head coaches rule, head coaches matter. And I, I think this year is going to be, hey, God, there's no loyalty. There's no loyalty. Okay? Just remember I said that, and this is a prime example. There is no loyalty in business. So, um, and then before we go, just the last thing, I don't, I don't really have anything. You know, usually I try to find an audio clip or something, but everybody heard that John Saunders passed away. Um, it was last week. And um, 61 years old, um, what, what a surprise it was, what a shock it was that, that uh, he passed away. And um, been with ESPN for uh, a number of years, uh, almost 30 if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, still don't really know if they ever came back and, and said what, what he died of or how he died because I don't think they um, gave any details. But I enjoyed John Saunders. I just thought he was the epitome of class, professionalism. Uh, I used to love watching him on the sports reporters when he, t- he took over after um, after Dick Schapp uh, passed away. And, um, you know, he, he will be he will be sorely missed. Uh, one of his one of his uh, former colleagues um, has been on the show, and that would be uh, Eric Clemens, who uh, worked for ESPN for a long time, and uh, now works for um, Comcast Sports <laughs> locally here in Connecticut. Uh, Eric actually lives in my town, and actually has become a good friend of mine. And, and instead of playing a video or an audio, I'm going to just read what Eric wrote about his friend John Saunders. And I didn't tell Eric I was doing this, but since he put it on Facebook, I don't think he'll mind. Um, It's hard for me to speak John Saunders, friends to so many, way too many to even begin to count, gone way too soon. He's one of the few people that I've met who who seem totally comfortable with him. I mean totally comfortable. We all have things we might not want to be so comfortable revealing of ourselves. If John felt that way about anything, he never seemed to let it show. He was always just, unassuming and cool, but one of the smartest people in the room. John and I were colleagues during my days at ESPN. He was so talented that he was comfortable doing anything. I looked up to him, but I knew I could never be him. His, his makeup was just too unique, as was his general disposition. I'll never forget the Sports Center show that he and Chris Berman anchored in honor of the Doobie Brothers who were playing that evening at Lake Compounds in Bristol. They ad-libbed song lyrics into every story they did. It was truly awesome. I have had the pleasure of my family being guests in his home, and he and his family and mine. We worked together the night Jimmy the Greek Snyder made his controversial drunk, and I remember that, comments about how blacks were taking over everything. We laughed about how they called us into a meeting to make sure that we weren't too controversial. In response, we jokingly raised our clinch fist in the air. Jimmy more than held his own in the silly comment department. More importantly, I remember some of the pretty deep conversations we had about blackness, about what blackness means in America. I was inner city, grew up poor, Chicago, and he was from Canada and born of Jamaican ancestry, surrounded by white people. But it doesn't mean he didn't understand his blackness or the veil of judgment that was held by so many towards blacks in our business in the 70s and 80s. Being black enough often came up in conversations we had about rap lyrics, rap lyrics, life, etc. I learned a lot from him. Mostly I learned to control my emotions focus, stand my ground, get comfortable with who I was, be respectful and helpful to all. And finally, I learned the elusive black enough label is really hard to define. He was, he was man enough, friend enough, mentor enough, black enough, 
His value to his friends and family cannot be measured enough. Travel well with the ancestors, John. Strength to your spirit and your loved ones, Wanda, Aaliyah, and Jenna. So um, Eric Clemens, a friend of the show, former ESPN anchor, uh, current Comcast sports anchor, anchor, and another great guy. Uh, I don't think ESPN gives him enough credit for uh, some of the groundbreaking stuff he did in his younger days over there. But nevertheless, uh, great words about a great uh, broadcaster that we will miss. Um, John Sanders, rest in peace. All right. Um, on that note, guys, any last words or comments before we get on out of here? Dr. Train? You know, man, um, I know preseason doesn't matter. It truly, truly doesn't. I kind of watch my team to to see, hey, first first string, I think, you know, they're, they're developing a little bit. Second, third string, I'm looking for those, you know, those rookies that we drafted, you know, the undrafted free agents to pick up. Just see how they play. But, damn it, it does not feel good to be the only team in the first preseason game not to score a point. I don't care that it don't count. Get me three, get me a safety, still a fan's hot dog. Do something, but don't be the only team that does not score. <laughs> it's the first mm. week of preseason. Like, are you serious, man? Mm. Uh, 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 mm. I'm a bit annoyed. Looking forward to the next game. <laughs> Looking forward to the next game. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. well, I, we didn't get it much into the teams yet, and we will. Um, I, I want to warn all my Cowboy fans that it was one game. But, yes, Dak looked really good. But let's slow our roll. Let's see. Um, but for that one half, yes, he and, played very well. Um, and, T, I, I won't anoint the yeah. team. I will not. But I will say that to see a brother be at the helm and play with the boys I saw him play, I hope there is no rush to get him on the field whatsoever. But I like what I saw. That's the end of that. Well, you know, I'll just say that there's no rush to get him on the field, but the problem is he's probably going to be the backup quarterback. Um, yeah. You know, the only the only guy out there that they were interested in of any of any value veteran-wise is Nick Fold, who signed with the Chiefs um, and reunited with uh, – Andy Reid. So, you know, the other guys that are out there, you know, Vic uh, is out there, and, you know, uh, Matt, Matt, uh, what's his name? Guy who played the Packers. Um, $10 million man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Flynn. He's out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So I agree with you in theory. No rush to get him out there, but at the same time, um, he's probably going to be the backup quarterback, which means he's got to be ready to go. And based on what we saw last year in Dallas, um, he played better in that this half than all the other backups. I didn't see any of them play this well last year. So, you know, now, again, it's only one half of one game. So, as Bill Parcells would say, put away your anointing oils. Um, but it was an impressive start to his career. And, and you know, it, it, it does give us something to be optimistic about. But I want to see a little bit more before we start saying, okay, yeah, I think he's, a, you know, he's going to be the man as far as backup goes. See, I think he can do something productive with this team if Tony goes down. I'm still waiting on that. But anyway, uh, JB, any uh, final thoughts or words? Well, 
Dr. Train, I, I, I somewhat disagree with, with your statement on preseason. Uh, it, it doesn't count, but it does matter. And we get to see a bit of a glimpse as to what we may expect moving forward. So wins and losses don't count, but to get an eyeball test, especially for those that are interested in fantasy football, uh, it, it gives you an idea. Looking forward to just playing old football because, my goodness, we haven't been on this show since, what, uh, February? Now we've got a show. Weather is still relatively nice out. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than this. This is like gold right now, so so bring it on. All right. All right. Uh, Well, K-Star, we hope to see you back next week. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I guess that's it. No, and I just realized something. You know, the new intro, (laughs) which is going to be our outro, um, yeah, I've got to, like, do something because um, the new intro I I, uh, recorded on the intro, the Madden Boys. Now, that's part of the intro. And now when I play it, it's going to do that again. So, so everybody, I'm going to play the intro as the outro, but we're done. We're not coming back on after you hear that. So don't stay on expecting to hear us because we won't be here the next Tuesday night. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, all right, well, listen, thank you, Dr. Train. Thank you, JB. K-Star, we'll see you next week. Great way to start the show. I've got so many things pending um, that I haven't told anybody about. We're just going to unroll them a little bit at a time and just – and just really try to set this thing off this year. And uh, just stay tuned. It's going to be a great, great year. And uh, looking forward to some great competition, some great football. So the Dr. Train, the JB for the Missing K-Star. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you next week. And don't forget our motto, the Madden Voice, all feuds settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now.